If you're a woman right now and you're going through a heartbreak, good, you're in the right place. I want you to sit back and relax and pretend I'm your older brother for a little bit. We're going to have a, a little conversation. It's really it's just going to be me talking, but I want you to just sit back and listen. Replay this as many times as you need to. If you're going through heartbreak, I know how hard it is. I really do. I've been in many situations where I've been heartbroken, and it's devastating to see someone that you love so much do you so dirty. First thing I want you to understand is that no matter how good you are to a person, they don't owe you anything. You could cook for this guy. You could clean for him. You could fuck him in the best ways possible. You could do everything for him. It doesn't mean he owes you anything. It doesn't. So you need to understand to choose people that choose you. The next thing I want to talk about is this mindset that you have, this obsession that you have with this individual, this fixation, this neediness, this availability that you've created for this person is the reason why the relationship is not working out. The truth is you probably don't miss him. You probably don't. The reason that you're feeling this heartbreak is because you can't be alone. You can't deal with the emotions. This guy wasn't good to you, okay? Let's be honest. This guy was not good for you. He was not good to you. And the breakup happened for a reason. You're in the situation you're in right now because obviously the relationship was not working out. But you miss the idea of being in a relationship. You miss the comfort. You miss the companionship. You can't be alone. Let me back up for a moment and just say this. You're going to be fine. Like you're going to be okay. Like seriously, like you're overthinking it. You know you're overthinking it too. You're going to be 100% okay. This guy being in your life or not is not going to really make it or break it for you. He's not the key to your happiness. Just understand that. There are tons of guys in the world. There's 4 billion guys out there in the world. You don't think you can go find another one? You're going to be fine. You're going to be okay. I promise you. Relax. Take a deep breath. Many times we are the the own, really the culprits of our own suffering. Suffering is really greater in the mind than in reality. We are the ones that are creating the perception that this person is everything to us and we need this person. You don't really need him. It's all good. You'll be fine. So the, heart, the heartbreak is there for a reason. The heartbreak is teaching you a lesson like, yo, this is not good. Whatever you went through is not good. And then you got to ask yourself, why did I go for this guy? What about this guy is so good if I'm feeling miserable right now? If I'm feeling all these negative emotions. Well, it's because you are wired for failure in today's modern society. I want you to understand this. Human beings are prehistoric creatures in medieval architecture at best with futuristic technology. It's bound to fail. I say this all the time. You're wired to like the bad boys. There's the bad boys. There's the nice guys. There's the good guys. There's, there's all different types of guys. But the bad boys are the ones that you're wired to like. Emotionally immature women are wired to like bad boys. And in life, we become more mature as we get older, as we get more experiences, as we learn new things. But initially, we are wired to like the bad boys. The 18-year-old girl has a very different taste than the 35-year-old woman, typically. The 18-year-old girl likes the, the college quarterback, even though he's got nothing going for him. But the 35-year-old woman's like, yo, I don't want a college quarterback. I want the CEO. I want the guy that's gonna provide for me, take care of me, and logically make sense for my life. Why is it so different? It's because there's a change that occurs. And that change typically comes with a lot of confounding variables of, you know, the idea of a family, the idea of children getting older, experiences, the idea to really explore the world and travel and see new things. Like there's a lot of different factors that go into it. But when we're very young, we like the emotionally immature, the volatile, the craziness. 
as a woman, you are emotional many times. You're, you're more emotional in, in, in a lot of situations. And what you got to understand first and foremost is that you can't lead your life emotionally. If you lead your life emotionally, you're going to get a very emotional life. You're going to get a very inconsistent life. Let me put it like that. Because you're happy, you're sad, you're jealous, you're angry, you're, you're all over the place with your emotions. Your emotions are inconsistent. So if you lead your life with an inconsistent mindset and lead your life on how you feel, I feel to, like I need to do this. I feel like I need to go here. If you constantly do it based off on how you feel, you're always going to get a life that's just not going to feel good. It's going to be all over the place. So cut the shit out. Stop trying to lead your life with your emotions. Lead your life with logic. And understand that the bad boy, even though he might make you feel good, is not good for you. Let me break down the bad boy characteristics, the aggressive, the dominant, the uncaring, the non-reciprocative individual. These are the characteristics that would help you survive in a primitive society. That's why women like this kind of stuff. That's why we like this stuff. And it goes for men as well. So like back in the day, if a saber-toothed tiger is mauling somebody and you're with your boyfriend and your boyfriend just doesn't care and he's uncaring and he's tall, aggressive, dominant, whatever it is, he's going to be like, let's get the fuck out of here and move you and let's go. I don't care. Let him die. Fuck it. Let's go. But the guy that's like soft, that's caring to that degree, he's going to be like, oh my God, he's getting killed. We got to help him. Like that's not advantageous in a primitive society. But on a day-to-day -day basis, there's not tigers and lions and, and, and predators really around for us. Like social norms really indicate that caring, empathy, loving someone, being loyal, those are the things that are really good. But back in the day, you've got to operate selfishly if you want to survive. Survival of the fittest. There's a reason for that. And think about it like this, okay? If that doesn't make sense to you, think about it like this. Why do you like the tall guy? Why do you like the muscular guy? What about it is good? Does the Venmo send faster? Are the bank deposits slightly larger just because he's taller? Does he type faster on a keyboard? Like, how is it advantageous? He might be able to reach for something here and there, but how is it advantageous? You might say, oh, he can protect me better. Okay, like how, on a day-to-day -day basis, how many fights are you getting into? And if you're getting into that many fights, like, isn't there a problem in itself with you? Like, who is trying to fight you in the streets all the time that you need to be protected? You gotta ask yourself this question. It's not common. It's not necessary. But we're attracted to this as women. Like women are attracted to guys that are very tall, very muscular, you know, strong features, masculine, dominant, aggressive. These are the characteristics you're attracted to. And I'm not telling you to go date the short guy. I'm not telling you to go date the guy that's not muscular. I'm telling you to really look for the psychological characteristics of it more so than anything else. You want the guy that might have those looks, but you don't want the guy that has those characteristics of a primitive winner, the alpha man a lot of times, right? A lot of women are attracted to the alpha man, but the alpha man is a good guy. The leader is a good guy, but the aggressively dominant, shut the fuck up and listen to what I say type guy is not always good. It's not always good. And I say this as a man. You want the good guy, the guy that does the right thing. The nice guys are the type of guys that do things that are really hurting them. The relationship is parasitic for them, meaning that they are giving you a value. The bad boy is the one that's making it parasitic to you. They're taking away from you. And the good guy is the one that's mutualistic, the one that does things so it's a win-win. So go for the good guy. Go for the guy that makes sense for you. Go for the guy that's really doing the things that are right in life. And there's good guys everywhere. You need to learn to redefine what you're attracted to. I know a lot of 18, 19-year-old girls and they're like, oh, I want to go for the guy that's got a nice car and he, he has alcohol and he's got drugs. And like, I'm being real with you right now. I'm giving you a very extreme view of this, but, you know, they learn to redefine it. They learn to change. They learn to look at things differently. Now, 
let's go into the heartbreak itself. Let's let's talk about the heartbreak itself, okay? You have to understand that you are in a state of extreme emotion. So you are not going to be able to make the right decisions in your life right now. You are not going to be able to think about this logically. And everything that you're thinking about with him is a rationalization. You're thinking about all the good times, all the good things that he did, but you're not forgetting all the bad things. So I need you to take a pen and paper and write down all the negative things that he's done. Do that on your own time, but just sit here and listen to me. But that's your homework. Write down all the negative things that he's done. And the next thing I want you to do is take extreme accountability for letting this man in. You let this guy in. You chose this guy and said, hey, look, you can come into my life. You can come between my legs. You can do all these things. And you're the one that made the decision to, to engage with this man. He didn't break your heart. You broke your heart. You're the one that decided to let this guy in your life and, and really engage with him. So it comes down to you finding out on how to choose better. Now, let me break down some guy psychology to you. This is, this is going to really open your mind if you haven't heard this before. Within the first 10 to 15 minutes, we, we know if we like a girl. It doesn't take longer. We don't need two, three dates to really figure out if we like you or not. We know within the first 10 to 15 minutes, that's just being generous. I'm being serious. Like within the first three to five minutes for me, I know if I like a girl. I know if I like her. And I'll tell you within the first 30 days, I can tell if I want to marry her. I'm being real with you. Now, the choice of me marrying her doesn't happen in, in 30 days, okay? I might need a little bit more time to verify that behavior, but I know I will want to, okay? Big difference. I want to but I need to make sure that that want makes sense with all the logic and all the behaviors that are being shown. And guys can really figure this out within the first 30 to 100 days. They, they know what they want. Guys know what they want. And I'll circle back to that in a second, but it might not happen right away because a guy needs to build himself up financially. Many times men won't get married or get committed or settle down until they're in the position where they really need to lock down. So even if the guy knows he wants you, he may not do it because he's just not in the position to really take that risk and take that initiative but he'll know so if a guy doesn't know within like 50 60 100 days it's not worth it and that's why i tell you to have a period of evaluation you can't be dating a guy for eight months waiting for that commitment you can't be sitting here for years waiting for some guy to just one day decide yep you're the one i need i've decided no you've got to really be careful with your time women have it a lot harder than guys when it comes to the the pressure of deciding because as a woman, you have a finite period of time where you can really negotiate for the highest value in the dating marketplace. Guys can wait a lot. We can have sex at 60 years old and have kids then. You can't do that as a woman. You have a biological clock, and honestly, your beauty is going to naturally degrade. You're going to get older. You're not going to look the same as you did when you're 18, when you're 35. It just is what it is. So you really have got to be smart with the guys that you choose. And so if you go down this path of choosing heartbreak and trauma over and over again, a couple of things are going to happen. Number one, you're going to just not be selected by guys because you have so much baggage and trauma and you've been really just exposed to a lot of negativity. And that negativity is going to show in the way that you handle things and that you don't trust people. And also, you might get to a point where you just don't even look at guys the same. You just don't want to talk to guys. And my heart goes out for all those girls that are just unable to date guys anymore that they're just unable to really look at the dating market the same because they've been traumatized so much. You've got to be careful with the guys you let in your life because one guy can come in and really mess you up. I'm, I'm serious right now. Some girls get lucky. They don't really experience trauma in a lot of their relationships, but some girls, the first guy they date just, just ruins their life in a lot of ways. And my heart goes out for these girls. It's terrible. Guys can be very, very bad. Guys can be devastating. And look, men lie. When a guy meets you, let me explain this, right? 
50% of the selection process for a man is how the woman looks. They can tell right away when you, when you show up, we can tell how you look. We can, we can judge you by your clothing and by your makeup and your face and everything like that. But for a girl, it's a lot harder. Like you don't know if this guy is telling the truth. And a lot of the guys will do like a subtle brag that causes you to overthink. Like maybe you go to a coffee date and the guy shows up. He's like, oh, I apologize. You know, I was, uh, I was a little bit late because I had to go get a new iPhone. My assistant got the wrong iPhone. I was trying to get a, the 15 and she got the 14. She got the older one. And I was like, what are you doing? So I ended up buying another 15 and I had to speed order it. And, you know, he might say all this stuff that is like a story, but it makes you think, oh, he has an assistant. Oh, he had to order a, a newer phone and he's that bougie. Like, oh my God, this guy must really got it going on. And guys will say stuff like this. Sometimes guys will just lie. There are some guys that are master manipulators out there. So once again, take accountability that you broke your own heart, but, but understand that there's some guys that are really good at this. There's some guys that are hard to read. There's some people that really know how to cover up those red flags. And so you've got to be very aware. I think one of the biggest giveaways for a player is if he's talking about money, if he's talking about things that put him in a position of power, he's talking about people that he knows that are very influential. Like it may be true with some people, some people might not lie, not all guys lie, but there are a large majority of guys that will lie to you and that will flex and it's advantageous for them. It's advantageous for me to say that I have this or that and I know this person and that person because you may not be able to verify it until a lot later and I can still get sexual physical access to you. Guys wanna have sex. Guys will literally string you along if they can get sexual physical access from you. And at the end of the day, even though they may know that they don't like you, they may still want to hook up with you because they may know that they don't want to marry you, but they still want to physically hook up with you. There's a lot of girls I've met in my life that I've hooked up with that I did not like in any shape, way, or form. Like I did not like them, but I still hooked up with them because the mechanism for selection for a guy is a lot different. We are very sexually driven. And yeah, there are girls that I did not like that I have hooked up with and I knew these girls were garbage. They were not good people. But we still had a one-night stand, a drunk hookup, whatever it might be when I was a lot younger. And the big difference that you want to understand is when a guy gets older, at a certain point, he, he, he gets to a level of success in his life where he can't afford to do this kind of stuff anymore. So the men that you want are the good guys, the disciplined individuals that have a lot to lose. They have a reputation. They have morals and integrity. They typically follow a code of ethics. And these are the guys that you want. You want a guy that's very morally driven. You want a guy that's disciplined. And what I mean by the discipline is this. He is not going to give in to temptation. There's a lot of guys out there that are, you know, not the cheater type. And they're not the cheater type because they don't get women. That's why you why you think that. But the guy that looks good, the guy that's in shape, that stays away from women, that has it all, that, that keeps those women away, that's the guy that you want. Now, let me explain something about discipline. If a guy is physically in shape, it doesn't mean that he's mentally disciplined. But if a guy is not in shape, it definitely means that he's not disciplined. Physical discipline is a very important thing for a man. If a man is not physically in shape to some degree, then just don't even approach it. Don't even look at it. And this, this also comes back to you. You have to be physically disciplined as a woman. You have to be able to take care of yourself. And I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But you have to understand that no matter what you do, these guys that break your heart they're preying on your emotionality. They're preying on you to be emotional. They're preying on you to call them and text them and give in. And they want to rope you back in. They know how to touch you. They know how to talk to you. They know how to make you feel good. And they're going to keep you in this toxic cycle if you allow them to do so. If a guy is not being intentional with you, walk away. Walk away. Guys know what they want. If we want something, we're going to get it. 
And honestly, if there's a guy that doesn't know how to go get what he wants, he ain't the guy for you. If he doesn't know how to approach you, if he doesn't know how to talk to you, he ain't the guy for you. If he's not making effort, then he ain't the guy for you. Guys typically take the initiative. They take the first initiative to talk to you, and that's just a very socially accepted norm in every single culture. So don't necessarily sit here and try to make accommodations for a guy that's not making the initiative. You can go up and talk to a guy and kind of expedite the process, but you should always, 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 always let a guy lead the interaction first. Let him lead it. See where it goes. Now, when it comes to getting over the pain, you've got to start to list out the negative things about the guy. You've got to start to really write this stuff out because you're going to be rationalizing every single thing that went on in the relationship. You're going to be remembering all the good things instead of actually digesting and and really fixating on the bad things. That's what the brain does because your brain is in a state of trauma. Your brain thinks, oh my God, let's remind her of all the good things because we love this guy, because you have had sex with him, because you've engaged with him. See, women secrete oxytocin during sex, and that's a very, very flawed concept in today's modern world because we have contraception now. We can have sex without consequence, but it wasn't always the case. So when you have sex, your brain doesn't understand contraception and it thinks, oh my God, we're going to have a baby with this guy. We need to love him. So when you have repeated sex with a guy and it's a situationship or whatever it is, you're going to love him. You're going to care about him and you're going to fixate on him. And your brain is going to remind you of all the good times that you had with him because it doesn't want to let this guy go because it thinks that you're going to have a kid with him. It thinks these things. It really does. So that's why you've put yourself in this situation right now. You can't be hooking up with guys that don't make sense for you for the long term. A lot of girls go hook up with guys that for the, for the fun of it. It's the dumbest thing you could do. It's such a waste of your time, your youth, your energy. You're the youngest you are in this very moment. And if you don't get it right at a young age as a woman, you are go- just going to be very disadvantageous. You know, it's, it's, it's not going to work out for you. As a woman over the age of 30, you're going to see a third of your selection just fall off. A lot of the good guys are married and a lot of the people that are going to you know, really look at you and find you attractive may not even be in the mindset to marry you be- just because of your age or they might be older or they're divorced or they don't have that, that mindset to really go after you or they're just losers. So it really sucks when you're 30 plus and dating. So I, I urge women to get it done when you're in your 20s. And I know we have a society today that kind of pushes it and says, hey, look, you can wait. But my advice, and from what I've seen, the happiest women that I know that are married, get it done early. And God forbid it doesn't work out. They have the the ability to divorce and still be young and still go date in the marketplace. You're not always going to get it right the first time. I, I hate to say it. So you really need to understand that fundamentally, you pick the wrong guys because you are you are built that way. And then from there, you need to understand to redefine the, that you need to choose different guys. And hopefully the trauma of this relationship is going to teach you, yo, I, gotta, I just got to pick a nice guy. Not a nice guy, I should say. A good guy. A good guy. A guy that's going to do the right things for me. Because the nice guy is not the one that you want either. And then it comes down to really writing down all the negative things about the relationship. Don't contact him. Don't reach out to him. Why are you going to reach out to someone that didn't do you well? You need to get better at being alone. That's a superpower. If you can be alone and you can really feel your emotions and you can learn to not live your life by your emotions and how they feel, you are going to win as a woman. You're going to fucking dominate in this world. You're going to destroy every single piece of competition. So what I need you to do, that's how you get over it. I need you to start getting in the best shape of your life. I need you to work out as hard as you can because you know what's going to make him fucking come back and realize your worth? and that's gonna make you feel psychologically better, is you getting in the best shape of your life. When your ass gets so big, and your waist gets thinner, and you're taking care of your arms, you're toning out, 
he's gonna be like, damn, I never got that version of her. Damn, it makes a guy go fucking nuts. It makes a guy go nuts. So when you're squatting every day, when you're working out every day, when you're cleaning up your diet, when you're when you're doing all the things you need to do to get better, not only are you going to make this guy kind of freak out and come back and you're going to get the attention from that, but you're also going to get attention from other men. And also, you're going to feel better naturally because there's a dopamine and serotonin cycle that goes on here. You're going to feel better just by working out. And you've got to offset those negative emotions by influxing your body with that positivity of that post-workout dopamine rush. You have to do that. So when you feel sad, when you feel upset, start squatting, start, start hitting the workout, get on the floor and do a couple crunches, get right into it. You need to be working out like, like six, seven times a day. I was, I was working out like crazy, not like full blown workouts, but I was doing workouts because I felt sad. I would go in the shower, take a cold shower. I would do everything I could to get better. The next thing I need you to do is to not sleep around, isolate for a period of time. Don't just go out and try to sleep with a bunch of guys. Don't start drinking. Don't start doing drugs. Don't do any of that stuff. I need you to stop doing that stuff. Okay? It's not good for you. There is no benefit to hooking up with a random guy and getting drunk and get blacked out with your friend. It's just going to make you feel like shit in the morning. And honestly, if you combine all those things, you're going to feel like even a bigger piece of shit. So don't do that. Focus on working out. Focus on waking up early and getting in the gym. Focus on really taking care of yourself. And then last but not least, I need you to go ghost. I need you to go ghost for a little bit from his life. Go no contact. Block him. Delete every single thing that you have that reminds you of him. And then what I need you to do, your ghost on his life because you blocked him, I need you to start networking. Networking. I need you to start posting to social media. I need you to start talking to people and going to networking events. There's free networking events. You can go on Eventbrite or you know any of those event sites and, and then look up networking events. And I need you to make friends. I need you to make friends with men as you're working out, as you're isolating. I need you to make friends and start to really build your social circle. You got to start hanging out with good people again. And honestly, you've got to start building yourself back up into that woman that can do anything. You need to really start to believe in yourself. And the way that you're going to believe in yourself is by doing the things that you believe that you need to do. It's, it's like a, you know, kind of like a, a weird double-edged loop there, loop there, right? Like it, you have to do the things in order to be able to do things. Sounds weird. But if you wanna believe in yourself, you've got to take the first step. Take the first step to get that morning workout in. Take the first step to clean up your diet. Take the first step to meal prep. Take the first step to delete everything off social media that is related to him. Take the first step to block him. Delete all the photos. Get rid of them. Just fucking throw those away. Get, Get the fuck out of my phone. That's what you say to those photos. Get the fuck out of my phone. The gifts that he bought you, throw them away. Okay, you don't need that stuff. You gotta become your own person again. You've got to rediscover who you are. Look, a man can come into your life and help you in so many different ways. Men are amazing. They really are. They really are. They're, 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 they're some of the best things that could ever happen to you. A good man in your life can really change everything. But a shitty man can fucking drag you down to the earth. It, they can drag you down and, it, and it, it's, it's terrible. You don't want a bad man in your life. And you don't want to be ca- chasing bad guys for the rest of your life. So let's focus on these three things. Getting in the best shape of your life. So that way you feel more confident and you start attracting other guys. Get more presentable too. Wear better perfume, dress better, all the above. You need to be attracting men into your life. And you need to be putting time with these guys on small dates or small conversations to reprioritize your brain into really thinking about a relationship, really thinking about other men. Because if you don't, all your mind is going to do is fixate on your ex. That's all that's going to happen. The next thing you need to do is start, start going ghost. Start going ghost, 
start focusing on yourself, start elevating, start learning more about who you are. And a big thing I'm gonna tell you here is to travel by yourself. Travel by yourself, probably one of the best things that you can do, but also talk about your feelings. Talk about your feelings with friends and family. Don't just sit there and isolate. Talk about your feelings as much as you can with people. You need to build a good relationship with people around you. You need to be networking. You need to be going out. You need to be doing things, but not engaging in alcohol, not engaging in vices, not sleeping with a bunch of guys. I keep saying this over and over because I need you to drill this through your head. You need to fucking understand this. Like, You cannot sit here and put yourself in negativity after a negative situation has happened to you. Because that negative situation of the heartbreak happened to you, you need to inject positivity into your life. So you are the controller of your own destiny. You are going to be fine. You are going to be good. You don't need this fucking guy. There's 4 billion guys in the world. He is not the only one that's going to be able to make you feel happy. And trust me when I say this, you've got to learn to understand that men will chase what they want. They will go after what they want. Any A-level guy is going to go after what he wants. And guys know how to treat a woman right. They know how to do so. They really do. Guys know how to open the door and buy flowers. Like They know how to do that. But if you're not demanding it, if you're not raising your standards to that, they're never going to fucking do it for you. So you need to really build that confidence in yourself but also be able to do so by building value in yourself. When you look good, when you're becoming more calm, when you're reading, when you're educating, when you're listening to podcasts like this, you're gonna become a better person. You're gonna learn that there's certain things that you should do in a relationship and certain things that you shouldn't do. And as you become a better person, you become a better partner. And as you become a better partner, you're gonna find the quality of the guys that you're gonna be able to attract is just gonna be higher. You're still gonna attract the losers, you're still gonna attract the players, but you're also gonna be able to attract the high quality partners that are gonna be amazing for your life. So, I hope this was helpful. I kind of went all over the place with this, but I'm going to be doing more of these for all the girls out there that are going through a heartbreak. And if this was helpful to you in any way, just message me on Instagram. Let me know. I listen to your podcast. Let me know that this was good for you. Let me know that, um, that this was beneficial. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to my stuff and I'll talk to you next time. Peace.